Welcome into the November 16th episode of the Lockdown Lease Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Matt Murray wins his first game as Maple Leaf as Toronto gets revenge on Pittsburgh with a 5-2 win down in Pitt. We'll break it all down. And I think I got a new man crush on the team, Dave. I think I do. Engvall's starting to fade a little bit in my heart, and I got the feels for a new fella on the buds. I'll tell you who that could be also. All that more coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs Center podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. Also, catch us up on YouTube, Lockdown Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get new content delivered to you guys each and every day, Monday through Friday, all Leafs, all the time. And Toronto with a big 5-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Matt Murray gets his first victory as a Toronto Maple Leaf. A pretty solid performance, I would say, out of uh, out of what I'm coining him as Mur Daddy Fresh, by the way. That is the name that I would like to refer to Matt Murray as whenever he wins a game, only when he's winning. When he's injured, he doesn't get the prestigious nickname like Mur Daddy Fresh. But after a night like tonight, we're going to roll with that one. What'd you make of my guy, Mur Daddy Fresh, tonight, Dave? Where does your brain just come up with Mur Daddy Fresh? Like, okay. so, so the real answer to that is uh, I was at a wedding this summer and I met a guy. His name was uh, Ryan. Crawford or something like that, I think. But they called him Crawdaddy Fresh. And I thought it was the coolest like nickname of all time. Literally Crawdaddy Fresh. So I'm like, I don't know why Murdaddy Fresh just sounded it just kind of like flew off the tip of my tongue perfectly. So I'm gonna go with it. I think it works when the guy's coming out getting victories, looking pretty good in his return back into Pittsburgh. I think he deserves a pretty stellar nickname like that, don't you think? We're we're definitely starting the podcast in one sort of direction, that's for sure. But you know what the sad part is that's not even like that's not the new man crush I was referring to, by the way. I have a feeling that I, I have I know exact I have a good feeling like of who it is. I knew it was gonna be Matt Murray because you would have had the man crush on Matt Murray well before this game. He does have a glorious mustache, I will say that. Yeah, um yeah, when I think of Matt Murray, I don't think of really man crush material. Personally, that's just me. But um, oh, I mean, the performance was definitely man crush worthy. I'll give yeah. it that. Like, it is funny because I, I, somebody put out like, ah, Leafs goaltending after like the second goal. I'm like, Sidney Crosby, you know, coming in with the backhander. He is like the toughest backhander. Yeah. The what stuff. they had an issue with on the second goal? I saw the somebody. I saw somebody tweet that out, and I wanted to reply, and I'm like, Dave, don't, don't, don't feed the beast. Did they don't. miss the pizza up the middle by Rasmus Sandin? Yeah, you wouldn't call it a pizza because a pizza is beautiful. What that was was not beautiful. Okay, that was disgusting. You're right. You that was the term on that, by the way, because I hate when they say toss a pizza up the middle because a pizza is tossed beautifully. 
Okay, that, pizza, a pizza, 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 because pizza, pizza, okay. pizza is gross and gnarly, yeah. just like that pass. If you like pizza, pizza, you guys need to reevaluate yeah. your lives. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Napolitan, okay? No, that was not a Napolitan. It was more of a pizza, pizza type of pass. Exactly. Thank you. So yeah, we can keep it as long as we have that. Did we differentiate like that? Okay. But yeah, but Matt Murray, he did exactly what I said he needed to do which was he needed to come in and almost had like a statement type of game. This was a game where everyone's talking about Matt Murray's health. Everyone's talking about whether he can stay healthy. Even on the broadcast, they said there's nothing wrong with Matt Murray's ability. It's that he can't stay healthy. So first and foremost, kudos to Matt Murray for staying healthy throughout the game. Well, last time it wasn't the game that got him. It was the following morning skate that got him. But yes, absolutely. Kudos to him for for making it through the game. Mrazic didn't make it through the first game last year, right? But um, I, I, absolutely. Matt Murray, I thought, was, was real solid. Uh, wasn't tested a whole lot in the first period, which I think is important. Like, Noodles was coming out on the broadcast. They did a great job, by the way. My guys at OD, oh, they did a fantastic yeah, job on the broadcast, but noodles was saying like what they need to do is make sure that they ease him into that first period, let him get his legs underneath them and ease him into it. And I thought they did a really solid job early in that game. Didn't allow Pittsburgh to do much of anything. And then eventually Toronto started to, to pick up their game in the back half of the, the first period. Then they scored a first goal, got a second goal. And next thing you know, they spotted him a two nothing lead after 20 minutes of play. And now from there on out, you know, he's, he, he just needs to play. Pretty solid hockey from from that point onward to keep this team in it, and and I thought that he did right. There was the 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 it made it three nothing right, and then it was three one, and then whoopsie daisy the uh, pizza 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 up to Sidney Crosby off the middle makes it three two, and you are holding your breath a little bit. But he made a couple of good stops once it was three two. Jordy Ben made some key key stops um on Sidney Crosby also to keep it a 3-2 lead but ultimately he shut it down again in the third period um ended up making 35 saves tonight you know Matt Murray um again it's not the ability it's the availability that's kind of always been the question mark that people have had um there was 14 high danger chances that he had to face tonight um at five on five and uh you know he did a pretty good job of you know, stopping stopping pucks tonight. There's flat out. It's pretty simple. He did a great job of stopping pucks. I thought he tracked well. There's a couple of blunders, um, but ultimately, I thought he had a really good game. Oh, I thought so too. Considering the Leafs gave up more high danger scoring chances in this one, especially you know second period they gave. Oh, sorry. Well, first period, like that was like a free, almost a free for all for. Pittsburgh got five on five with the high danger scoring chances. But I think the big one was on the was all those penalties the Leafs were taken too, right? Yeah. The Leafs weren't getting the calls. Uh before we get any further, that high sticking call on Dennis Malgan was a joke. It like, gave me it gave me flashbacks to game six against the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning, like David Camp, Alex Kerfoot level flashbacks. Yeah, like that's that's exactly what I was getting to. I'm like, they're really not gonna let up. Like, I credit the Leafs for not letting that be the backbreaker and letting the Pens back into it. But I'm like, come on, the ref was look. I understand real time; it's hard to see it. He was looking right at it. 
You yeah, do not see, how do you not see a black disc hit the guy in the face? Uh, well, he hit him in the arm. That's the thing. Like he his his stick hit him in the arm. Like it wasn't anywhere near his face. Like that's the thing. It was anyways. Yeah, that was a tough one, but luckily they were able to kill it off. Pittsburgh did have a couple of good chances, and it was like, uh-oh. But uh, Toronto able to kind of kill it off, and then uh, they did get the insurance marker to make it 5-2. And that was the other big story. Like, obviously, Matt Murray coming in, getting the victory, playing well, 35-save performance. Um, but the other big story is that it, it was the big boys that got it done. Right, you had Tavares score a goal, Marner score a goal, Nylander score a goal, and then Michael Bunting with a pair of goals tonight. Um, all five of those came from your top six, and well, four of them came at five on five. The other was an empty netter. So you, 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 you. This is what the Maple Leafs had been waiting for and needed for a very long time. The top six was electric tonight. Marner, unbelievable goal that he scored. And like, here's the thing: a lot of these plays, like these goals they scored just by simply going to the net, whether you're creating traffic and screening the goaltender and you're able to get a good shot off or Michael Bunting's way, you're going to the net, stick down on the ice, get a redirect, boom, puck ends up in the back of the net and you're, you're laughing. And that's exactly kind of how tonight's game went for the Maple Leafs. A lot of, a lot of real solid things. Mitch Marner, same thing, went to the net, got a puck and was able to make a nice little move to get past to Smith. And it's in the back of the nets. Um, I thought this was a, a, this might have been their most complete performance. Would you say this was the com most complete? I mean, they, they had a pretty good game um, against Boston. The Boston game was really good. But one of those two, it's probably a coin flip between this and the Boston game. But I ultimately, I thought that they played really, really well and deserved that 5-2 win. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think. I thought the Boston game probably was their better one just because they didn't give the Bruins much mm -hmm. in that game. But I mean, outside I, of like that five or six minute little span in the even second the Philly game, there. actually, the Philly game was probably the more complete game because they were just all over. But I think against a better opponent, like Pittsburgh's better than Philly. I, I like look, toss records aside, Phil, you know, yes. Pittsburgh's a better team. I do think maybe at five on five. This was the least best game. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, and thankfully, it's, it's it's what they need because with the defense in the state that they're in without TJ Brody for the next two weeks, without Jake Muzzin for potentially the entire season, really, um, at least until February, I, I think that they needed that offense to shine through and they needed the big boys to kind of come out and outscore some of those deficiencies. And tonight they did that tonight. They got five goals, which was enough. That's what they need to do really every single night is score four or five goals. If they're going to allow two or three against. So um, they, they got the job done tonight and they were rewarded for it. Full two points, Matt Murray, super happy. John Tavares, his 400th goal of his NHL career. Perry's going to give the puck to his kids. Um, he's like, I don't know what they're going to, it, 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 if they're what they're going to do with it, if they're going to enjoy it, they're not going to know exactly what it is quite yet. But eventually, they're going to bite it. That's what kids do. They bite it. Probably, them. probably. But they'll be they'll be excited when they're older, being like, "Hey, this is my father's 400th goal with the Maple Leafs," and they'll probably be massive Leaf fans at that point, uh, telling all their buddies at school. So that'd be really cool. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, let's get into our three stars of the game like we do after every single Leafs win. But first, Dave, I think you got a little message for us. 
from Built Bar. Gather around, everybody. Gather around. We're going to take a little pause for a second and talk about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. They also got white chocolate peppermint granola. So it's Bill's take on granola bar. So it's more filling and still insanely tasty and candy cane brownie puff. Bill puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. So for anybody who hasn't tried Bill before, I know it's been a little while since we talked about Bill bars. They're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate 17 grams of protein and chocolate and a shockingly low sugar and calorie count 130 calories per bar to just let your say just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever it's changed my life that's for sure so if you want to get involved with built bars and you want to you want to take advantage of some offers that we could provide your way make sure you go and use the promo code locked 15 to get your get 15 percent off your order right now at built.com so is 50% off at built.com built you gotta try it all right welcome back into the lockdown lease podcast i'm mike DeStefano with dave morsuti uh we're hosts here at lockdown lease if you haven't yet and you're you know first timer here listening to lockdown lease whether you're on youtube watching this or you're listening to this via podcast um just know we put out new content daily monday through friday all leafs all the time. Hopefully you enjoy what you're listening to and you like to subscribe to make sure that you get that up-to-date Leafs content directly to you. Again, whether it's online on YouTube or on your phone, wherever you get your podcast from, just make sure you are subscribed to uh, to Lockdown Leafs to get that uh, to get those that daily Leafs fix. Um, but as we do after every single Maple Leafs win, we go through our three stars of the game, Dave. So why don't we start with the third star from tonight's Leafs 5-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a hard one to – there's so many good players. I got to go uh, Michael Bunting as my third star. We've been waiting a while for the Michael Bunting to get – I think it's, what, 10 games since he's scored? And the last time he scored was in Winnipeg. He had two tonight, and he's doing it the way Michael Bunting needs to do it. Go to the net, buddy. Go to the net. Good things happen. Austin Matthews will find you. Well, right now, Mitch Marner's not there with him, but Mitch Marner will find him if that line gets reunited. Hey, Willie will find you. Willie can make some Willie will find you too. slap passes on net. Like this, it's been a while since we've seen both top two like both the top two lines have a performance like that i five on five actually willie did willie had the primary on the first goal from bunting oh right you that's right um i i think more about the matthews like the goal like 11 seconds into the uh into the period where he just outworks like i don't know what pittsburgh was trying to do there like you didn't have the puck and yet somehow like two on two on one okay thanks um Oh, true. Hold on a second. Why does the score app have it, Nylander and Matthews? Has Nylander as the... I think Nylander poked the puck forward, Matthews got it or something like that. Yeah, and then Nylander is the primary scorer. That's incorrect because, like, Matthews, almost like a quarterback with a safety. It seemed like he held and made Casey DeSmith commit yeah. to playing Matthews and then nice little slides it over to Bunting, who 
you know, had a pretty wide open cage at that point once DeSmith committed to Matthews. Uh, just a real solid play. But to your point, 11 seconds in, um, it, it was somewhat uh, disintegrated by uh, Raquel scoring like uh, 34 seconds later, basically. But uh, to your point, yeah, great start to that second period. And Michael Bunting, go to the net with your stick on the ice. Good things will happen. Yeah, exactly. And and Michael Bunting is not going to be scoring all of his goals from, you know, 20 feet out. That's not what Michael Bunting, that's not how, I don't, I know you have more of the stats, but if we looked at the stats from last year, I'm pretty sure most of his goals came within, you know, no, they're feet. right. They're, they're right there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all right in front of the net, like whether it's a deflection or it's a rebound goal or, you know, a redirect. Um, yeah. They're, they're all right there within the slot. Like, He's not one who's going to wire one from from uh, from the top of the circle coming down on a face off. Like he's not Jason Spezza, you know. Like he's he knows his his uh, his role and how he's going to score. Did a great job at last year and wound up with two goals tonight. I mean, he well b- both goals. Like even the the one Pontus Holmberg, like that was basically a slap pass. His stick was on the ice and it redirects into the back of the net, right? So. And uh, congrats, by the way, to Holmberg, first NHL point in his career on that play. Uh, but yeah, Michael Bunting certainly deserving of uh, of one of our three stars. Um, I gave it to Jordy Ben. This, my friend, is the new I, man. Crush. I was going to say that. I knew exactly the lumberjack. Well, you heard those comments. You're just like, Mike loves him some lumberjack bearded Jordy Ben. I also called him Jamie Ben in a group chat and someone's like, do the Leafs trade for Jamie Ben? I'm like, God damn it. I called him Jamie. Yeah. I, I did that. I did that today on, on, on Leafs lunch. I accidentally called him Jamie and I was like, no, but he's playing like Jamie Ben right now. Exactly. Um, he, he was, he was phenomenal tonight. I can't, he played 21 minutes, 21 minutes alongside Morgan Riley for the most part. And um, I thought that he was real, real effective. Ended up, it, we talk about what this team needs, especially with Mazen and TJ Brody gone. And, and more so Muzzin in particular, because he he gave you that snarl on the back end and somebody who could kill penalties as well. And J- Jordy Ben is somebody who I didn't really anticipate being as impactful as he's been the last couple of games he's been been playing for the Maple Leafs, but he truly has been. Like, he was great. He got the, the belt from the team as, like, the game's MVP in Vancouver, scored the, the, the game-winning goal. And then tonight, 21 minutes, six hits, five blocks and a couple of real solid stick plays that to me is probably the difference in this game. Like if Sidney Crosby scores on those um, on that backdoor feed where Jordy Ben just made a great stick play to not allow that goal, that's a three, three hockey game. Who knows where it goes from there, but by keeping it to three, two, they're able to then get another goal extended to 4-2 by the end of the period. Then they could kind of lock it down defensively, and they get a 5-2 empty netter, and that's the game. But if that's 3-3, things are way different. So for me, Jordy Ben, um, he brought the physicality, brought the snarl. Then how about the block shot leading to a two-on-one with Alex Kerfoot almost pulled off the, the little give-and-go for him, backhand. Oh, oh if he would have done that, dude. Oh my God! He would have got the belt again. Like I guarantee you, the belt's probably going to Matt Murray for getting the dub. But he would have got it if he would have scored that goal for sure. So Jordy Ben showing him some love out there, my bearded grizzled vet. Um, that's my third start tonight. No, oh, deserving. I, I, 
it's funny because somebody messaged. I have a bunch of group chats. One person was like, Jordy Ben is what you kind of wanted Justin Hall to be, right? Just simple. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, in a way. Yeah, like just make the simple plays, simple defensive plays you need to make. Be physical. Like there was one play where I don't know who he took down behind the net. Like you see that he's he's bringing that physical presence. He's not over. He's not doing more than he needs to. Although him being on a two on one, didn't really see that coming. <laughs> on a penalty kill. <laughs> on the penalty kill, didn't didn't expect to, that to be a part of his arsenal. But I don't. Know, he brings a diff, he's bringing that different element. I said that the Leafs are going to need with Jake Muzzin and TJ Brodio. Because you yeah. got Sandine, Lilligran, and even kind of Riley doing, they're kind of the same, made of the same kind of characteristics as defensemen. You needed something different, and that's what Jordy Ben brings. He, he's he's more close to like the Mark Giordano. Mark Giordano obviously being a little bit of a higher caliber defenseman, but I, I feel that's why I'm, I'm liking what Jordy Ben is bringing. And I didn't hate the signing in the first place because I'm like, this could be a low key. Good addition if you just play him when you need, you know, if someone needs a breather or depth piece, great depth piece. And if it turns out to be more in that gravy, the guy's making league men, league men, and he doesn't have to do much. He gave you 21 minutes tonight, had six hits and five block shots, and stopped literally stopped a goal from going into your net. The game tying goal, just that alone was well worth the contract. Um, his performance the last two nights. So again, I don't want to get ahead of myself because he is, you know, 35 years old and he is a guy who hasn't really carved out a, a regular NHL role in the last couple of seasons. He's He's been on the decline, but who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a little something left. Maybe he's found the fountain of youth in the way that Eric Stahl did at 35, 36 years old. We'll see what happens with Jordy Ben, but for now we're going to ride the high. We're going to ride the wave. And I love this man. I absolutely love him, Dave. All right, who's your second star? Second star is Matt Murray. I mean, I also have Matt Murray is my second star. So yeah, he. This is what they brought him in to do. He did. We talked a lot about what he did right in the in the first segment there, but it's a confidence builder. After you know, not a great effort against Montreal on opening night. This is. This could and it's not going to get any easier, unfortunately, when you look at what the Leaf schedule is coming up. So they're going to need Matt Murray to really step it up. I think the defense will also maybe they'll feel a little at ease with Matt Murray in the net if he can stay at this form. It, it means a lot when you get a goaltending performance like that. I know there's going to be the talk about whether the Leafs need to add a goaltender. Let's let the goaltenders determine that. I'm not ready to have those conversations right now. Like if Matt Murray is able to stay healthy, let the goaltenders determine what their play. Um, and I think right now, whether Sam Samsonov or Murray, I'm, I remain confident in this goaltending. I know the health is going to be a concern, but the play, their play doesn't give me much concern right now. Yeah. I mean, they do say availability is the best ability and they have not been available for, uh, well, Matt Murray, literally bookending the first game of the season. And tonight he's not been available for any of those games, but uh, the two games, well, I guess tonight's game that he came in and played, he did play well, 946, percentage, a 1.37 goal saved above expected. um, And, and helped the team lock it down, pick up a crucial two points to uh, a Pittsburgh team that beat them 
a couple of nights ago in their own barn. So um, he was also my second star. So move to the first star. And look, I cheat. I always, I, I couldn't decide. Too, by the way, dude, I, I, I couldn't decide. I was like, who do I give? Who do I give the the top spot to? Do I give it to to Mitch Marner? Do I give it to John Tavares? Do I give it to Michael Bunting? I couldn't decide. So how about the top six, dude? The top oh, six man. getting all five goals for this team. And the reason why is because going into it, that was one of our keys, was the big boys got to get going. I don't care who's on the blue line. I don't care who's in net. This team isn't going to win anyways unless they're getting that contribution from the big four, the core four. Um, he could throw in Michael Bunting in there as well. And all five goals came from those guys, and they were really nice goals, beautiful goals that were scored tonight. And um, I think that – and they were scored in the right way, right, in tight, and and, and Mitch Marner scored in tight, uh, Bunting a couple of greasy ones, and then you had um, uh, the, the one from out deep, but it was, it was Marner who was screening the goaltender on the Tavares goal. Yeah. So they were scoring – at an elite level, at a great pace, and I thought that they were electric tonight, start to finish. Um, so I just had to give it to the top six because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't single anybody out because they all played pretty darn well. See, I was gonna say that I was gonna cheat by picking the Tavares line, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm just gonna pick six players instead of three. So thank you for that one, <laughs> make me not feel as bad about cheating. But yeah, we we put no parameters. No parameters on these. We said three stars. We didn't say three star players or whatever, however you want to put it. So I, I that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I just think, you know, like first off, Tavares getting his 400th goal, you know, the career milestone. I know he wasn't. I, they were talking. I don't know if it was a joke when they were saying he was so he was so excited when he was talking to Mark Masters during the uh, the break. But um, I, I mean, Seeing eye shot, he knew you know DeSmith was looking one way, so he found he was he took the time he needed. He didn't rush the shot, which Leeds have been guilty of quite a bit. And I I like Mitch Marner with Tavares. He just they just seem like they just seem to click instantly. I like it. Um, I don't mind that if this continues a little bit longer because you're not gonna get any easy matchups and you're going to have to spread things around and it makes all the other lines uh, that much more deadly. I want to give a special shout out though. Pontus Holmberg. Uh, so I, I think it was uh, David Alter that tweeted this out in both games. He's been in the lineup. The Lisa one five, two. It's the only games this year that the Lisa scored five goals in those two games. So Pontus Holmberg. Catalyst. A fixture in this offense. It's funny you say that. I mean, that means absolutely nothing to me. To be completely honest with you, zero to me too. I'm just outside of. I know you're just you're just saying. But outside of outside of the bunting goal that he technically assisted because he was it was in the middle of a line change and he came on for William Nylander. I didn't really see much from that bottom six. Like that third line, honestly, did nothing for me throughout the night. Uh, that fourth line, not a whole lot. Uh, they're okay, but not, not a whole lot from that fourth line again. Um, so that, I think that's why it was even more imperative and, and why the top six stood out to me a little bit more just because they were um, getting a lot more production and, and they were getting a lot more chances and, and looked a lot more dangerous than uh, than the guys in the bottom six. But um, all in all, pretty solid game at the Maple Leafs, right? Good 5-2 victory, picking up two points. 
um, <laughs> closing-ish the gap between them and the Boston Bruins for first in the Atlantic. Uh, I mean, not really, because all Boston does is win. Did they win again tonight? Pretty sure they played tonight, right? Uh, the Bruins? Oh, they did not play tonight, actually. The Bruins did not did not play tonight. No. The Devils so, didn't play tonight. The so, Devils did. They beat Montreal 5-1. Shout out to Devils. Shout out to Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils. Go check out his show if you want to hear about uh, the hottest team in the Eastern Conference in the New Jersey Devils who've won 10 games in a row, which is insane. Like, if the Toronto Maple Leafs were to win 10 games in a row this season, imagine how obnoxious we would get on this show. We'd be so obnoxious. <laughs> like, uh, we honestly would be. We totally would. Um, all right, why don't we take one more quick break. When we get back, David, uh, we're going to get into a little card talk. I was at the Toronto Card Show this weekend, and I could show you what I picked up and talk about the new crop of young guns that uh, – that are out that dropped over the weekend or like last Wednesday or whatever. It's a little card talk coming up on the other side. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morris. You're listening to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morris. Uh, Leafs with a 5-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, we put a bow on that one. And now let's move on to what I got up to over the weekend. Um, you're not a big card guy, right? Or you used to be maybe when, but... I, when I grew up, I, I was, I bought the tins. I was buying packs. I got, I have to find them. This is the problem now. I like, it kind of went in the back burner and I put them away somewhere and I was trying to find them. Yeah, yeah, know where they are. It's going to take me forever to find. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I should have probably taken better care. But this was also like, I would say back when like Crosby and Ovechkin were just starting out in the NHL. And that's where I was when I was collecting the cards. So speaking of Crosby, that is a perfect segue into the cards that I purchased over the weekend at the uh, Toronto Card Expo. Um, Happens every year. There's a fall and a spring expo for any of those card collectors. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Some of you guys might have been there. I know I ran into a few like Al's brother fans who were fans of Overdrive who came over and said hello, um, showed me some of their pickups. We chatted about the hobby a little bit. I've always been uh, a hobbyist at heart when it comes to hockey cards, and um, so I just wanted to show like some of the some of the pickups that I got with some of the people who might be hockey card fanatics also who listen to the Locked On These podcasts. So um, I'll explain for those who are listening via the uh, uh, podcast form, audio form, by the way. But you can see what I got here on YouTube. So, well, let's start with, uh, what do we want to start with? We'll go low to high, right? We'll go low to high, and we'll save the best the best for last. So one other thing that I did pick up, this was a part of a, a bigger lot, but it was just a Quentin Byfield rookie card. Um, picked up a, a, a retro-style young gun of Quentin Byfield of the LA Kings. It's only worth a call, you know, a few bucks, but um, I just kind of picked it up as part of a, a bigger lot. Also included in that one was a VTech Vanacek rookie auto uh, here. And, you know, we were just talking about the New Jersey Devils. The reason why I picked it up is because it's a future watch auto, which are very collectible in the hockey card space. And if VTech Vanacek ends up being the number one goaltender in, in New Jersey, which he very well could be with Mackenzie Blackwood, um, on the IR right now, 
I think there could be some value in, in this card. So I picked it up and, and potentially it could end up increasing. Um, this is a pretty cool one. This is a black diamond Nikita Kucherov autograph card number to 99. Oh, I'm trying to. You're going to have to like go on a different angle there. Like, yeah. Oh. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Nikita Kucherov autograph to 99. So that's pretty cool right there. Uh, what else do we got here? Ah, Connor McDavid, Young Guns Canvas checklist. Now, the problem with these checklists is uh, so the checklists have two players on them typically from that draft year. Mm-hmm. So, Connor McDavid is the one player, the other player, Jake Vertanen, which has made this card totally tank in the market. Uh, because it has not only Connor McDavid, but also Jake Bertanen. And we all know that Bertanen is not a, a good person and certainly not somebody uh, that deserves to be worth anything. But whenever you can pick up a Connor McDavid rookie card, and this one happens to be graded by BGS and 9.5, um, and you could get it for a decent price, it, it's honestly worth making making the pickup. Um, and, 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 so I just couldn't resist. It came in that lot with all four of those cards I just showed you. Um, so I got all four of those at, at one one thing, uh, at one booth. So that was pretty sweet. But the biggest hockey card pickup that I did make over the course of the weekend was a biggie. We just watched him play tonight. We watched him get served a pizza, 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 and roof it on his old teammate, Matt Murray. But it's a Sidney Crosby rookie card, graded 9.5. I've seen that card before. Yes, this is the one. I had, chance, I had a chance to buy one, but you know, I was also very young and did not have that much money. Uh, yeah, well, it was way cheaper back then than it is now, I'll tell you that. But for those who do collect, um, this is one of the holy grails of the modern-day hockey collecting. It's like the Gretzky rookie, the, the Bobby Orr, the uh, Mario Lemieux, and then it goes – probably the Crosby and then you've got into the McDavid's and the Matthews and all that. But this was, this was the card that got me into the hobby. I was trying to chase this when I was a child, I opened up a lot of packs. I wasn't, I couldn't afford to buy boxes like, you know, I do nowadays. Uh, But this was what I chased. I did not ever find one. I did buy one. uh, It was just a nine before, but I found one for a really good price at 9.5. That's uh, great. It is. And and it has two tens on it as the subgrades. It's got two tens, a 9.5, and a nine as the subgrades. And for anyone who is into um, card collecting, you'll know that that's that's pretty good to find a Crosby Young Gun with two tens um, uh, on the grading scale with BGS. And uh, so, so I got that at a, a really good price under market value. So I had to pull the trigger on that one. And then I got a basketball card from um, from somebody else. Uh, Kobe Bryant rookie card, also PSA 9. A little metal Fleer Kobe Bryant card that I got, which I thought was pretty neat. And I got a couple of Pokemon cards as well. Just something that I picked up because they were kind of cool looking. I got them at a decent price. Um now, I've kind of somewhat recently re got back into Pokemon a little bit, but uh, the main pickup though was the Sidney Crosby rookie card right here. It is a beautiful, beautiful card, and and you know, the pride and joy now of my collection. I paid a lot of money for it, but uh, it was worth it for the smile that I put on my face. I'll say that, pal. I, yeah, I am now really regretting that opportunity I missed when I was like 
Man, how what year was that card? So that was in 2005, 2006. We were like 11, 12 years old when that card came no. out. Well, I, I can't beat myself up too much. I blame my parents. Yeah. Me. It's if you wanted to buy it today, raw, not even graded, but raw, the price that it would have cost back then, I think it was like a 300 ish dollar card back when it came out. If you want to buy it raw now, it's probably like 12 ish hundred dollars raw, 12 to 15. So. Yeah, you probably did screw up. That's a four to five times. Uh, <laughs> I don't think my parents understood back then that hockey card collecting no. that much of a great investment. No, no one did. It's like see Pokemon cards. No one knew Pokemon cards back then. But the amount of Pokemon I threw out my Pokemon cards. So I think my mom did, to be honest. But like I had a whole bunch of like old school um, holographic Pokemon cards, which back in the summer of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. That stuff exploded in value and was worth thousands of dollars. It was insane what people were paying for uh, for like 90s and, and early 2000s Pokemon cards. And I, I had them all just chilling and they were tossed out uh, and nobody knew that they would be worth thousands of dollars years down the road. Um, but anyways, but yeah, so that was uh, the stuff that I picked up at the card show. It was a lot of fun. I recommend if anyone does like cards, um, I do have an Instagram where I post all that stuff, Canadian card collecting. You can go check it out there. But also, uh, the next show will be in springtime. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Lots of fun. They've offered to join you. Yeah, you should. You should. Well, the new crop of uh, rookie cards came out last week, too, Series 1. So, let's like Maddie Berniers, Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy are all in that set. Uh, really, really solid set, actually. I, I did open up a couple boxes and I did pull most of the most of the good cards. I got a Matt Berniers, I got a Rossi, a Boldy. Uh, the only like stud I think that I'm missing, I got a Jack Quinn, um, Owen Power. I do need to still pull an Owen Power. Outside of that, I got ma- most of the main guys from this year's set. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's leave it there, pal. Good chat, lots of fun. Good Leafs victory, great Leafs victory, and I got a new man crush, David. It was a great Tuesday. It was a great Tuesday. I'm happy for Michael. Great Tuesday for Michael. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you so much. Hopefully, Leafs Nation also excited about that victory. Uh, That'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. And follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. Leave a like, a comment. Um, on YouTube as well, if you if you could let us know down below your thoughts on tonight's game. Um, yeah, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leaves.